Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. This is episode 132, Moroku's Most Dangerous Confession. We found out why it was dangerous at the end of the episode. Yeah, I thought the whole episode was going to happen without a confession at all. But, oh boy, did we... <laughs> uh, I need to admit something. Like, I cried at the end of this episode. <gasps> no, you didn't, Sean. I, <laughs> I cried at the end of the episode. <laughs> it was very quick. I wasn't bawling. It was just a, a sucker tear. punch. Yeah. <laughs> sucker punch in the feels. Because they built up to it perfectly. And I was very surprised that he said that to her. Yeah. I finally <laughs> got through to him. But, okay, so he's saying that they can't... Uh, maybe we should get okay, to well, it. Okay, well, yeah, we I guess we'll get to it. <laughs> I mean, it's the most interesting part of the episode that we should talk about. Uh, I don't know. Lazy Kagome was interesting. Lazy Kagome? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I wrote down super lazy Kagome. Because she's just watching the whole time? Yeah. Holding Shippo. <laughs> she's on Shippo duty. She's like, I can do absolutely nothing to help. So I'm just going to eat some popcorn, cuddle with the shippo, and you do everything. You guys beat up those women. Punch those women. <laughs> so uh, we get that recap. And Moroku gets some backstory from the demon in the painting that looks like toothpaste. <laughs> the demon requires flesh to be resurrected. Mm, because she got skinned. She was sealed within a scroll. And then the villagers skinned her body. Then they painted on her and put a bunch of seals on her. Him. I think it's a male salamander demon. Oh. I could not tell. It has a woman's voice, but they say he. But mm. then again, it also lays eggs. Hmm. Yeah, did they go back and destroy all those eggs? They talk to and or exercise the old woman who shoved it yeah. in someone's mouth. We're I think, assuming. <laughs> I think his kids are still out there. And, and the, it does the classic villain mistake of assuming the hero is going to die. So it's just going to tell the hero everything. And then Moroku's like, I'm going to step out of this shrine here. <laughs> Operation Grand Slam. <laughs> Some words you may have overheard. Yeah, uh, Moroku runs with the woman who then disappears. And then he sees that Shinosuke is on the way to the shrine along with Wakana. And, uh, oh, and uh, good Finn, he turns around and goes right back there. So, yeah, it's a little back and forthy. Maybe they thought a Cliffhanger was going to go here or there. Either way, Inuyasha's busy dodging women because he doesn't want to punch them. And Moroku runs and... Shinosuke is saved at the last second by Wakana breaking the spell using her love, I guess. Oh, well, the demon, like, sits there in the doorway going, nom, nom, nom. and everyone's <laughs> just got their back to it. I can't exit till later. And then a woman with a giant thumbtack tries to kill Moroku. Oh, I know. What, what was that? <laughs> but his staff punishes the toothpaste monster, shooting it into the sky. Yeah. Scroll goes with it? It's attached to the scroll, I'm guessing. It's yeah. like its tail. And uh, Moroku figures out that he needs to wrap his sutras around his fist and punch the women in the stomach to get them to vomit up the salamanders. 
happy accident, I guess. Because he's done that move before. He he said sorry every single time. Every single time he's like, "Sorry, I'm really sorry." <laughs> so sorry about this. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, when he does it three really times dumb. in a row. <laughs> when he does it three times in a row later, it's really funny. It's like a <laughs> naked gun gag or something. It's like hua hua hua. <laughs> But anyway, the painting goes into the marsh, and all the women who are fighting Inuyasha and Kagome, they dive in after it. I don't know why. Now they use their life force to resurrect the salamander? I don't know, because then they, like, float. They're still floating next to it. Like, it, the, none, no one seems any worse for the wear. Like, they've given up anything. Yeah, who knows? I do like this reason for not being able to use the wind tunnel or the wind scar, that there's a bunch of innocent women just blocking them <laughs> anyway Moroku arrives and keeps uh, Kagome from falling onto some rocks and he punches three women in the stomach yeah so uh, these women were weak they desired comfort so they preyed upon the scroll and the salamander became unsealed by Naraku's passing aura still making trouble Naraku just by seemingly being around uh, I guess that's the new body I think so it wouldn't be the infant who flew by being like, man, I'm four now. <laughs> Just learning how to use my stick with a sword attached to the end of it. Oh, look, a fire horse. Oh, I assume... like head, <laughs> I'm not looking at it. I'm watching the opening credits. Oh, that's they... right. I forgot. <laughs> I never watched the credits except for the first time. <laughs> yeah, they... like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> they told me all of this stuff. So Inuyasha gets pissed. Moroku gets ganged up on. Wait, oh. Inuyasha says something odd. I think he says he's sick and tired of this lecture. And <sighs> I didn't really think it was a lecture. And I didn't think he'd been lecturing long enough for him to get sick and tired of it. What was the salamander saying? He was, uh, Oh, I think he was just saying that the women were weak. Huh. And Inuyasha's like, ah, I'm tired of being lectured. <laughs> I'm like, I... I think it's a wrongly translated word probably and it's like i understand that he's like ah same old song and dance and argue passes by there's a new demon blah, blah, blah. let me kill it with my sword the end one of us talks to somebody else by a river oh yeah he wind scars that salamander into chunks yeah really easily and contaminates the drinking water i hope they have another source <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like it because <laughs> that's now full of like salamander chunks and eggs don't forget all the dead bodies of the men they beguiled oh that's right the skin skinless men oh uh, so Moroku's getting ganged up on and he asks for sango's help because the oh. first time he's noticed that <laughs> sango's not around kicking ass it's a new side of him i <laughs> I never saw before, and it's not very observant. But uh, that's when they say she disappeared, looking yeah. for him or going yeah. alone because he was he was flirting. And then Kilala shows up to pull Moroku's leg. Inuyasha windscars the salamander. The spell is not broken because they have all them eggs in their stomachs. Yeah, and it's not. It's they're used to the defeat the main demon and everything goes back to normal. Yeah, the soldiers die of broken hearts, like in Star Trek First Contact. 
Moroku is uh, he decides to task everything to Kagome. Just put it, just punch him with these pie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say like, "Oh no, I gotta go find Songo," or, I mean, that's their teammate too. But yeah, instead he's just being like weird and like solo mission. Bye. He's like, I have some unfinished business about the thing we were just talking about. I'm going to be coy about it for no reason. <laughs> exactly. But don't worry. He almost gets hit with a boomerang underwater. Yep. And then it comes back around. Who would have thought? Yeah. Weird. And they don't fight underwater, which is where I no. thought it was going. No, okay. It looks like it's very, very deep. But then all of a sudden, Sango's just, like, standing in ankle-deep water. I thought she was guarding something. The eggs? I don't know. Maybe. The distraction worked, because then they fight on the surface and don't kill any of the other eggs. True. And she pulls out all her stops. She she tries to murder him. Yep. With everything we've seen her use, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, she... Cuts with her big sword on his arm. Uh, cuts on his face with her, like, shoulder arm. And what's the other in her hand? Is it, like, a small stabby? I don't even remember how he beats her. He just gets close to her and um, punches her in the stomach. Okay. And Kilala is just, like, standing there also doing nothing. Yeah, like, mom and dad are fighting. Like, Ugh. Like, come on, Kilala. Like, Tripper or... Pounce on her behind her back and pin her to the ground. So, you know, help. <laughs> I don't know. Moroku deserved this. I think he was letting himself get hurt because he felt bad. Wow. <laughs> and they uh, sell Moroku that it's all his fault because he flirted too much. And Shippo kills an egg. Yeah, Shippo did something. Yeah. Oh, what did, oh, mm. what did Inuyasha say? I was mad at Inuyasha. I was like, wow, way to, oh, he said that he was so surprised that Sango was stupid enough to let something like that happen to her. Oh, yeah. He's being a dick. Like, wow. Let's blame the victim, Nyasha. Yeah, she got an egg shoved in her mouth. Yeah, nope. she didn't open, open up and say, let's do this. I'm very happy we were spared that scene. Yeah. I think, yeah. We don't need to see that. But what happened to that old lady? I think she absconded with the rest of the eggs. I yeah, don't think it's the last we've down seen. The river. Even though their master's dead, there's got to be something still in those eggs. Oh yeah, Sango's egg hadn't hatched yet. Yes, she would have been more powerful. So they do imply she was holding back a little bit. Uh, they say goodbye to Wakana and Shinosuke. Yeah. Who wants to say goodbye to Moroku? But he's busy. And Inuyasha, for once, shows a little bit of tact and was like, now's not in a good time. They gotta work some shit out and have a dangerous conversation. <laughs> Confession. So they say sorry to each other. They both try and take the blame. Moroku says, hear my feelings. Just in your mind's eye, picture some music. Maybe Kikyo's theme... Yeah, you can't use Kikyo's theme for Sanko Moroku. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> I'll just use the bouncy hick music. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not cheapen this. 
he he confesses that he feels for her what he's never felt for anybody else. Strongest feelings that he's ever had for a woman. Mm-hmm. However, but they're co-workers. Yes. This is the equivalent of we can't date until you graduate, student. That's kind of, I was kind of like, okay, now are you saying this because you don't know if you're going to come out of this alive and you don't want to make plans because Naraku might win? Or is it just unprofessional to date your coworkers while you're slaying demons? Maybe all of those, it sounded like. Oh, we have seen the trouble Inuyasha and Kagome get up to. That's true. So Sango hears all of that, and she's like, okay, we done? I'm gonna go cry and climb into a tree. <laughs> Works for Inuyasha, and he's like, I ain't done, Inuyasha woman. Inuyasha yells, hey, trees are for sulking. You go cry in a bush. Oh, and Kagome and Inuyasha are totally dropping some eaves. Because Kagome is totally Team Sangroku. <laughs> Morongo. <laughs> Morongo. Okay, that's better. <laughs> Yay. So, uh, uh, but he says, hold on, I ain't done. He says, if this all ends and my curse is done and I'm still alive, pause. Will you come live with me and bear my child? Cut to me crying. <laughs> Cut to Sango crying. <laughs> yeah. And she says yes. Yay. A thousand times yes. And he's like, 10, 20 kids. And she goes, whoa, whoa, She's whoa, like, okay. whoa, whoa. Oh, no. She was on board. Oh, yeah. She's like, okay. Whatever you want, Maroku. <laughs> I am not screwing this up. <laughs> and she says, you're going to stop flirting with other girls, right? <laughs> Classic Maroku face. Just silence. Yeah, yeah, she never got an answer, but then we cut to them cuddling, so... Yeah, I, I guess mean, everything's fine. That was, I guess, more like a promise? Like, they're not going to go steady, but they're going to go steady later? I don't it's, know. Yeah, yeah. It's like that nonsense and um... The one I'm watching currently, the pet girl of Sakura... I always forget. <laughs> Sakura House? Uh, there's a guy in there who's like... There's a girl who loves him, but he says, I'm not a good man for you yet. I have to graduate screenwriting class. Will you wait four years for me? And she's like, yes. I'm like, what? No. Tell him no. Four years? Yeah, don't I don't think I don't think Maroku is going to take four years. Anyway, that guy's a bad person. I don't person. know. How long have they been searching for these jewel sharks? Seems like 20 years. No, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess not that long because Kagome hasn't graduated to the next grade yet. <laughs> what if we found out that Sango's brother was killed four months ago? That'd be nuts. I don't think yeah. I could handle that. Either way, this episode was great. <laughs> quite a bit. And so you're so, very, very fulfilled? I think so. I also like that this episode was a reminder of Sango's a badass, remember? Yes, so that, she was pretty bad. That fight they had in the marsh was really cool. 
And she's spinning her Raikudzu around her head to keep him away. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, we haven't gotten to see Songo fight one of the Inuyasha squads since her introduction, basically. Yep. And she went all out this time. She, she cut him up good. Pulled out everything. All she needed to do was, uh, what, smoke bomb him. I was going to say that, yeah. She needed to light <laughs> some sage, like with those ninja sisters. <laughs> it was a good episode. Don't tell anybody that I cried during it, though. If you could just keep that under your hat, it'd be great. Michelle. Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was episode 132. We get ever closer to the third movie. How much, how much longer? We finish episode 136, and then we okay. watch the movie. Okay. And then we watch 137 and 138. And that's the end of season five. Oh, wow. Makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, perfect. Today is the first day I... Apparently, I never even started making a spreadsheet for season five episodes, so I went through all of them that we watched so far. And I was like, dang, this is a very <laughs> focused season <laughs> in the Band of Seven. <laughs> you know, I usually just wait till the night before we're recording and go, oh, yeah, what did I like? Uh, this one's good. This one's good. And this one's good. Oh, you're laughing at my preparation. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried I don't take this seriously enough. I'm worried I don't take this seriously enough because I don't <laughs> keep track of ship performance anymore. If there was a butt pad in this episode, who oh boy. I would have had to go all the way back. Oh, didn't we have two? In this episode? Lindsay, what are you doing? Sure. Why are you doing I this? I just watched this episode. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> they were cuddling. Are you trying to tell me he wasn't patting her butt? Be off screen. I'm only counting the on screen ones. <laughs> I wonder if the butt pats are going to stop. That's not flirting with other women. And Interesting. They, he has proposed, really. But maybe that butt's open for business now. <laughs> I know. I wonder if she'll have, if she'll be like, all right. I don't know. I am interested to see her reaction in the future. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like Jim and Pam, and it'll be annoying. Or maybe it'll be like Howard and Bernadette, and it'll be annoying. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like uh, Jeff and Annie, and it'll be gross. Uh. Maybe it'll be like Britta and Troy, and it'll be stupid. Maybe it'll be like... Uh, <laughs> maybe it'll be like Vic Mackey. Oh my god, that, I was going to say Vic Mackey. And the lawyer at the and end of Shane. season five, and stupid. It'll be like Vic Mackey and Shane. It'll uh, make me weep. Oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like McNulty and that whore woman he finds in season five. I remember that show real well. He nails her over the hood of a car. Ah! And then he strangles a dead homeless. Really? So Mc McNutty was the bad guy all along? Yeah. Oh. He was like getting homeless bodies and strangling them to make it look like they were killed. Thought he strangled an alive homeless person. No, no. They found a 
It's like, Overdressed. that's kind of a big line, Sean. <laughs> nope. We know Dutch would cross it, but... <laughs> Dutch would not. He almost did. He did. He, he killed a cat. That. He murdered that poor cat who was loved. He had a bell on. Yeah, well, Vic Mackey shot a cop in the face. A what cop was he who a was... cop? <laughs> yes. He was trying to bring or down another dirty cop. guy. <laughs> this sounds like classic stepmother supporting gaslighting from a whisker away. It's like watching a tree grows in Brooklyn and being like, I love the dad because he's full of imagination and tries to make life better. And then you grow up a little and realize, no, he needs to just get a job. The mom's the real hero because she's like, stop spending money. Stop fucking around. Yeah, or like the more well-known movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. She just wants to date Pierce Brosnan. And not have a husband who puts, like, llamas in the house and spends all the money and then tries to murder Pierce Brosnan in cold blood. Are we going to go back through all of Robin Williams's movies and find out that he's the villain? <laughs> so, like, in Good Morning Vietnam, it's like, God, just do the radio show and quit stirring up trouble yeah and goodwill hunting it was will's fault <laughs> uh-huh we're gonna see uh, uh a world according to garp and he's a shooty writer and shoots oh well he's kind of the villain in that movie anyway and then Janie. yeah just tell him to kill jafar the end yeah <laughs> And if you made him a prince, he's a prince. He's not pretending to be a prince. He said, make me a prince. Boom, you're a prince. One more. One more <laughs> Robin Williams movie. <laughs> he should ta stop taking photos of now he's the villain in that, too. Damn it. <laughs> uh, come on, we got this. One more Robin Williams movie. Oh, has he been in any more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sure? Patch Adams, there we go. Uh, <laughs> stop giving these cancer kids false hope. There, done. Or <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman is just trying to study, and you keep being all wacky. He's trying to study for the Hunger Games because he's got a important third quarter quell Hunger Game maze to build. I thought he was studying so he could invent a religion. The Master. That's the movie where it's Scientology analog and he finds a guy with real problems. <laughs> As opposed to fake problems? Yeah, the, like, the fake problems of the people who like Scientology. <laughs> but the Joaquin Phoenix is like a real alcoholic. What? So it's like, it's, the religion doesn't work. I think that was the point of that movie. I'm not really sure. It's a problem. Just see the movie. Just see the movie. Uh, Robin Williams is not in it. Or, Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> Tell me something that's true. Bye. Like this. <laughs>